faith listener. Welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of John. Alrighty, guys. Well, we are in John chapter 19 today, verses 16 through 24. This is talking about Jesus's crucifixion. So he is literally being led away, last we left off, to the cross. So this morning, I'm going to go ahead and read John chapter 19, verses 16 through 24 out of the W.E.B. So then he delivered him to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and led him away. He went out bearing his cross to the place called the place of the skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and with him two others, one on either side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate wrote a title also and put it on the cross. There was written, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Therefore, many of the Jews read this title, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. The chief priests of the Jews therefore said to Pilate, Don't write the King of the Jews, but he said, I am King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts, to every soldier a part, and also the coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout. Then they said to one another, Let's not tear it, but let's cast lots for it to decide whose it'll be, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which says, They parted my garments among them. For my cloak they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things. So Jesus was now sentenced to die by Pilate. And we talked about all of that on Tuesday and how Pilate is not as nice of a guy as everybody thinks that he is. He's actually not a very good person at all because he led an innocent man to his death and not just to his death, but to a very torturous and appalling death, a death that Romans wouldn't even give Roman citizens. Like, if you were a Roman citizen, you were not crucified. Unless you had done some sort of horrific treason, if you were Roman, you did not get crucified. That was only for people that the Romans looked down upon, like the Jewish people. And yet, Pilate sent Jesus, who was the son of God, to be crucified in this horrific way. And the worst part about that is the fact that Pilate was beginning to believe that Jesus was, in fact, the son of God, or at least starting to think that there was something different about Jesus, and yet he still caved to the populace and sent Jesus to his death. So they took Jesus and led him away. He went out bearing his cross to the place called Golgotha. So Jesus would have had to carry his cross beam to this place called Golgotha. And you have to think about how strong Jesus was physically. Because don't forget, Jesus had just been whipped and beaten by the Romans. And he would have had a lot of blood loss at this point in time. And he would have had a lot of open sores and open wounds that were possibly still very bloody. So imagine carrying a heavy, probably 80-pound beam on your shoulders while having open wounds all over your back. So Jesus was a very strong person. We know that uh, because of this. However, we do know also from other gospel accounts that Jesus was giving out physically after a while, and they had another guy from the crowd uh, carry 
Jesus's cross beam with Jesus at that point in time, because Jesus was becoming very weak. So anyway, Jesus goes to this place called the place of the skull, in other words, Golgotha. And they crucified him there, along with two others, one on either side and Jesus in the middle. So the Romans were very structured with everything they did when it came to torture. They were very good at perfecting torture. It wasn't just like physical torture. It was also like mental torture. So the Romans were very good at this. And they purposefully placed Jesus in the middle of these two other criminals. This is because this was more torture, more mental torture on Jesus and the followers of Jesus. Jesus was in the middle of two criminals, almost given like the place of honor between these two criminals. So that is why the Romans put Jesus in the middle. It was just more mental torture for Jesus and anybody that was a follower of Jesus that might have seen him being crucified. So Pilate also made this plaque and put it on the cross. Now, this was also a common thing that Romans would do. They would write out the crime of what the person on the cross committed. Now, what's really interesting about this is the fact that Jesus did not commit a crime. And that's why there's no crime listed on the plaque that was nailed to the cross with Jesus. Rather, what was written was Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. So think about that. The two criminals on either side of Jesus would have had their crimes written out on that cross, but Jesus didn't have any crime to write on that plaque. And so that's why they wrote Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And John mentions this, uh, this plaque for a very specific reason. He says, therefore, many of the Jews read this title for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. So John really wanted the reader to know that many people saw the sign that was on the cross with Jesus. Because if you think about it, Jesus, in fact, was a king, and they were declaring it there on the sign for everybody to read because it was written in three different languages, the most common languages in that region. It was written in Hebrew in Latin, and in Greek. So basically, everybody walking by the cross would have been able to read what the cross said. Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. The Romans declared Jesus to be the King for every single person to be able to read. Jesus was declared the King in his death. And it turns out the chief priests didn't like this. They did not like what Pilate had written on that placard. So they went to go talk to Pilate and they were like, don't write that. Don't write that he is the king of the Jews. Write that he said, I am king of the Jews. Now, why would the Jews get angry that the plaque said that Jesus was the king of the Jews? Because they didn't want to admit that Jesus was king of anything. Even in Jesus's dying moments, even though they had thought that they had won, they still didn't want Jesus to be associated as king of the Jews. Now, this actually reminds me of something from John chapter 8. And I'm going to turn there right now. 
And I'm reading this out of the NIV, but it's John chapter eight, verses 42 through 47. It says, Jesus said to them, rather the Jews, if God were your father, you would love me for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? It's because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? I am telling the truth, so why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. And the reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Now, the reason I wanted to read that was because Jesus had said this to the Jewish people probably a year or two before he even died. The Jews refused to believe in Jesus at that time. They hated Jesus. They didn't want anything to do with him. They didn't like his words. And so Jesus was like, look, the reason you can't believe me and the reason you can't hear the truth is because you do not know the father because the father is the truth. And because you don't know the real father, the only father you're associated with is Satan. But Satan is the father of lies. And so Jesus says, because you are the sons of Satan, you have no truth. You can't understand the truth. Here's what it says. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So anybody that chooses to believe in the father of lies has no truth in them. That's what Jesus says. So if you think about it, this is why the Pharisees were so angry that Pilate in Jesus's dying moments put on that plaque that Jesus was the king of the Jews because the Pharisees didn't want to admit any truth about Jesus whatsoever. That is why they wanted Pilate to change the sign to something else. They didn't like the truth that it was stating. Because even though the Romans may have written that sign facetiously, it was still truthful. Jesus was, in fact, the king. And the Pharisees didn't want to believe in the truth because their father was the father of lies. Their father was a murderer, just like they were. They were following their father Satan. But Pilate gets kind of mad at the, the Pharisees. He says, what I have written, I have written. So he refuses to change that. <laughs> he refuses to change that, even though Pilate did nothing good for Jesus. He at least stated the truth that Jesus was the king of the Jews. So Pilate refused to change that. So anyway, verses 23 through 24 it says that the soldiers, when they crucified Jesus, took his garments and made them into four parts to every soldier apart and then the coat. But what's interesting about the coat is that it was seamless. It was woven from the top throughout. We actually know that the high priest was supposed to wear a seamless coat as well. So that just kind of shows that Jesus was also a high priest because in, in Hebrews, he is considered to be our high priest. We go to him for everything. He is our advocate. So it's kind of interesting that Jesus wore a coat similar to what the high priests would have worn. It would have been woven from one piece without any seams. And 
it would have been pretty expensive and time consuming to actually make this coat. And so that's why the Roman soldiers didn't want to divide the coat up among them because it was expensive to make. It was kind of rare to see one. And the Romans knew that it had some value. And so that's why they decided to cast lots for it so that they could play a game and gamble to see which person would win the coat. John says that this is because the scripture was going to be fulfilled that said, they parted my garments among them for my cloak, they cast lots. And so therefore the soldiers did these things. So the soldiers had no clue they were fulfilling a prophecy. They had absolutely no clue whatsoever. And yet they fulfilled the prophecy from Psalm 22. And what's so interesting about Psalm 22 is the fact that it's the same exact Psalm that Jesus stated on the cross when he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's from the same Psalm. So I decided to read Psalm 22 for more context. And it's just so interesting because the entire Psalm actually is a prophecy of Jesus on the cross. But the part I actually wanna focus on the most is verses 16 through 18 of Psalm chapter 22. It says, for the dogs have surrounded me, a company of evildoers have enclosed me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all of my bones. They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them and they cast lots for my clothing. So all of that is a prophecy of Jesus being on the cross. I mean, you can even see it with, they pierced my hands and my feet. You know, Jesus is, Hands and feet were pierced with the nails. But yet in verse 17, it says, I can count all my bones. Jesus didn't have a bone that was broken. And that's because that was prophesied in Psalm 22. And then lastly, they divide my garments among them and they cast my lots for clothing. So of course, the psalmist who wrote this was David, actually. And David was a great king. He was considered to be the greatest king, basically, in all of Israel. To the point where David was like put on a pedestal by uh, the, the Jewish people in Jesus's time period. But the fact was, David was a king, a great king, the greatest king of the Old Testament. And yet David prophesied about the great king of the New Testament, that his hands and feet would be pierced and that these evil people would be laughing at him and staring at him and be dividing his clothes up by playing a game. David prophesied about all of this because Jesus was the greatest king that ever lived. I mean, even in Jesus's dying moments, he had a sign above him that stated that he was the king of the Jews. Well, faithful listeners, on Tuesday, we're going to be talking more about Jesus's crucifixion. And I'm actually going to reference Psalm 22 again and actually talk about the Psalms that Jesus may have been quoting on the cross. So stay tuned for that episode that'll be coming up on Tuesday. So guys, if I don't see you tomorrow, I hope to see you on Tuesday to discuss more of Jesus's crucifixion. But until then, happy listening and happy weekend and God bless. Thank you.